Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is the start of another week and I hope wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world, your Monday is going as well as it possibly could be. Plenty to discuss today. Attention already turning to Wednesday night's trip to West Ham in the Carabao Cup. Uh, should be an interesting game, that one. The Declan Rice derby, as people are describing it. Although saying that, I've got a feeling Declan Rice probably won't play uh, because of the game Small little matter of Newcastle away coming up on the Saturday, but we'll look at that. Aaron Ramsdale will certainly be making his return. So the team will talk about that and the sort of pressure, I suppose, that he is under to perform now, Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about who else could be playing in that game. We've got plenty of comments from you guys, of course. Eddie Nketiah has been talking as well about um, the sort of pressure that he's under, I suppose you can call that, to perform in the absence of Gabriel Jesus. So plenty to discuss. And of course, anything you want to say, any opinions you've got on Arsenal, any questions you've got, any, anything about who you want to see play against West Ham on Wednesday night, let me know in the comments below. I'll try and get you all involved in a show over the next couple of days or so. And of course, myself and James Benj will be sitting down tomorrow for this week's Inside Arsenal Extra Time. So anything you want me and James to discuss a little bit more in depth in tomorrow's extended show, then please do let me know again by leaving a comment below. Okay, let's get started, shall we? Let's talk about Aaron Ramsdale and the players who could well be coming in for this game against West Ham on Wednesday night. West Ham, of course, lost yesterday at home to Everton, surprisingly enough. In a, in the Premier League, Dominic Calvert-Lewin scoring there. So disappointing result for West Ham going into this game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what West Ham do as well. I think they'll probably fancy their chances, West Ham, at this game. They'll look at it and think, Arsenal are going to make changes. And that makes me think that um, David Moyes might well go pretty strong for this game. I still think Arsenal are going to have a strong side. Like I say, Aaron Ramsdale's going to come in. There's no doubt about that. He started against Brentford in the last game. Uh, he'll start again in this one. 
And it's going to be interesting to see how he does. He was so good. Like Aaron Ramsdale thrives, I think, in competition. I remember a comment from Matt Turner last year in the mix zone when we spoke to him. And he said every time he came in for a cup game and thought he did well and thought, oh, I might be able to put a little bit of pressure on Aaron here for the number one spot. The next game, when Ramsdale came back into the team, he always had an absolute blinder. And, um, and yeah, Matt Turner was saying, you know, that's just the kind of guy he is. He kind of probably senses the the competition a little bit and he came back in and just slowly and quickly, sorry, shut the door straight away on any hope that Matt Turner had. And when we saw Aaron come in against Brentford last time out, he was exceptional. Obviously, it didn't get him back into the team. You know, I've had my say on that. I think it's pretty clear, no matter what Mikel said initially, which I think was just kind of manager talk, to be fair anyway, um, about there being a sort of, um, you know, two number ones competing for the same thing. David Rye's Arsenal's number one. You know, it's pretty obvious. That's become very, very clear over the last few weeks. So no matter how well Aaron plays this week against West Ham, I still think it'll be David Rye in goal for Newcastle on uh, on Saturday. But there is still a lot of pressure, I think, on, on Aaron because he knows he has to perform. He knows he has to impress. If he comes in against West Ham, drops a couple of clangers, Arsenal go out, and everyone's looking at that saying, oh, that's why David Rye's in the team. So he does have a lot of pressure, but he does thrive under that. And so I have no concerns about Ramsdale coming in a little bit cold for this game. I think he'll come in, he'll probably get a fair bit of stick from the West Ham fans. He did against Brentford last time out, but he loved it. You could see he loved it. He, it's something that Ramsdale really sort of thrives on and feeds off. And you could see that sort of banter he was having with the Brentford fans throughout that game because of the grief they were giving him when he made that save he tipped onto the post he immediately turned around and celebrated in front of the Brentford fans and that's just the kind of thing he will do so yeah I've got no real concerns about Aaron Ramsdale coming in for this one I think he'll have a really positive game I'm sure he will and uh, hopefully he can have a really decent performance and help Arsenal get through and get the win that they need Declan Rice of course is going to be the centre of attention this will be his first trip back to West Ham if he makes a trip. I certainly don't think he'll start. He might well be in the squad. He might be on the bench. Mikel does tend to, you know, when he does rotate in these League Cup games, he does tend to leave himself quite a strong squad to put players on if needs be. And I don't think he'll want to throw this competition away. I think he'll want to win this competition. You'll see it as silverware. I think it's really important for Arsenal as well and for Arteta. He does need to win some silverware. It'd be very, very nice. Look, he's doing fantastic things at Arsenal. He's building a great squad. He's done, you know, he's taken a club onto a level that just a couple of years ago you thought they had no chance of reaching but you do want to back that up with silverware the fa cup was a few seasons ago now and yes this might be the caramel cup but it's still a trophy and trophies are very hard to win and there aren't many of them that you can win so i don't think he will throw it away he will go with he will make changes no doubt about it but i think he will have potentially a strong squad and declan rice could well be on in that squad and if he's on the bench then he's going to get It'll be interesting, shall we say, in terms of the reception he get. You know, he was a hero at West Ham. He led them to their European trophy last season, but he did leave. He left to Arsenal. That annoyed the fans. Um, I think they all wanted him to go to Manchester City. He didn't. He went to Arsenal. And it will be really interesting what sort of reception he will get. I'm sure some will react pretty positively to him. I'm sure others won't. For Declan, he's the type of character and the type of personality that I don't think... It will affect him or impact him. I think he'll brush it off and he'll just, if he does play, if he does feature, he'll come in and he'll just play his usual game. Um, I don't think it's something that's going to necessarily impact him. But Mikel's speaking tomorrow at his press conference at London Colney ahead of this game. And I'm sure he'll give us maybe a little bit of a clue as to whether 
Declan Rice will be involved. I don't think he'll say if he'll start or anything like that, but I think he might get a clue. I'm sure lots of the questions are going to dominate because it is Declan Rice's first return to West Ham or potential first return to West Ham. So it will dominate. And yeah, if he does go there, it's going to be a very interesting side note, I would say, on this game. But I would be stunned if Declan Rice started this game, I have to admit. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Who do you think should start um, when Arsenal line up against West Ham tomorrow? Uh, Matt Harvey here has actually sent in the team that he thinks he um, will, we will see on Saturday. So on Wednesday night, sorry. So he's gone Ramsdale in goal. He's gone Tommy Asu, Saliba, Kivior and White. As the back four, he's gone Jorginho, Smithrow and Havertz as the midfield. And he's gone Nelson, Nketiah and Vieira as the front three, which I don't think you're going to be far off there, Matt. I do wonder if we might well see Tommy Asu next to Kivior. I'm sorry, Tommy Asu next to Saliba at centre-back and potentially Kivior at left-back. That's what we saw against Brentford. Tommy Asu did very, very well. He played alongside Gabriel that day. I agree. I think it will probably be Saliba this week because Gabriel sat out the game um, at the weekend against Sheffield United. So I think Saliba will get the... Um, uh, oh, no. Yeah, no. Sorry. I've totally... No, I think Gabriel will play this weekend uh, on Wednesday night because Gabriel got the rest against um, Sheffield United. So I think Saliba will get the rest this week ahead of Newcastle and it will be Gabriel and Tomiasu potentially at centre-back with Kivior as the left-back. I agree. I think Ben White probably plays at right-back. I reckon, I think a lot depends on Gabriel Jesus. Now, obviously, Arsenal weren't sure if Jesus was going to make this game against Newcastle on Saturday. I think it's probably doubtful he will. Um, it seems like it's going to be longer than Newcastle. And so that means that Eddie will probably start that game. And I do wonder if that might impact Mikel's thinking on Wednesday night. If Eddie's definitely going to start against Newcastle on Saturday, maybe he'll be rested this on Wednesday night. And we could see Havertz potentially play as the number nine, and that would see someone else potentially come into that midfield role. Um, you know, I think Jorginho plays, yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Smith Rowe plays, 100%. I agree with that. Potentially, we might see Vieira drop back into that midfield role instead of Havertz. Havertz plays in the, as the nine, and then you kind of do what you did last time out against Brentford, maybe play one of the youngsters as the right winger. You've got Cozier Dubry, you've got uh, Charles Sago Jr., who played against Brentford. So there are a few options there, um, but I don't think you're going to be a million miles off by any means, Matt, with that team selection. I think it'll be very, very close to that. And then I think players like, you know, Odegaard, um, Rice, potentially, those sort of players, we could well see, even Gabriel, I'm um, sorry, Saliba, those sort of players, we could see it well see on the bench and the likes of um, Cedric and people like that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, some comments here from Eddie and Ketia that I thought were quite interesting. He spoke uh, to the press in the mix zone after the game, and this is some of the stuff he had to say at the weekend. He was asked about... um, you know, how difficult it is being behind or being seen as being behind Gabriel Jesus. Um, and does he feel like he has to work really, really hard and come in and make a point whenever he gets the opportunity? He says, look, I just focus on being the best player I can and improving day in, day out. I know how good I can be when I'm on it, when I'm working hard and my teammates believe and trust in me. That's the most important thing for me. The rest is just noise. Sometimes you get the credit, sometimes you don't. You have to be consistent and keep pushing every day. We have a lot of quality players in all positions and we are all fighting and working hard every day to be out there and to help the team. I just focus on being the best player I can and improving day in, day out. I know how good I can be when I'm on it. Oh, sorry, that's what I've already, <laughs> I've already said that. Um, put the same quote in twice there. But yeah, that's what he's been talking about. And look, Eddie's got a really good mindset. He's got He's a real professional. He's very... Um, his mentality is very good. That's why Mikel Arteta likes him and he, and he, and he continues to pl- pick him and play him. He really likes his attitude. He likes the, what he shows in training. Um, you know, he's talked about it before. Sometimes he's forced his way into the team purely because of how he's been on the training ground during the week and he's just turned Mikel's head and Mikel's thought, I've got to play him after this. And that's what you're going to get from Eddie. And, you know, he's he's such a hard worker. He, and, you know, I know some people look at it and think, is he good enough? Should he be in and around this Arsenal team, but I think he's a really valuable squad player. I talked about this in yesterday's in yesterday's show. Well, this is an interesting comment from Jane here. He said, "Is Eddie on real Burkamp? No. Is he Vilsord? Maybe. He is definitely in Adi Adier. He will never be a cult hero like Carnu, but he is as as effective. He's not a fan Percy because he's not a complete. Huh? Uh, we need a new striker, and we need to keep him and enjoy the heck out of him. See, this is what I agree with." You know, I agree Arsenal need a new striker. I think they definitely need to sign a new striker. If not in January, then definitely in the summer. But that shouldn't be a replacement for Nketiah, in my view. That should be in addition to Nketiah. Because I think Nketiah is a really valuable member of this squad. And I think he should continue to be a really valuable member in this squad. He will score goals when he needs to be. He might not score 25 goals a season, but there are very few players who will score 25 goals a season. But he will score goals. He's been a really important player at times last season in Jesus' absence. He's already scored five Premier League goals this season. And I think he's a really important player. And yes, he's not an Henri. He's not a Burkamp, as Jane says here. But there are other players in that squad who made impacts during that time of those great strikers. And that's what Eddie is. He's a player who can come in and make an impact when called upon. He can work hard and he can deliver. And he's got a really good mentality. And um, yeah, I'm delighted to see him having the success he had at the weekend. And hopefully now he can sort of build on from that because he needs to build on for that. It's not about doing it just one game. He needs to do it on a more consistent basis. And that's what we've seen from Eddie. Like he started the season where we scored uh, against Forest, didn't he? he? scored against Fulham, but then he went sort of six or seven games without a goal. That needs to stop. You need to score a little bit more consistently when you get your opportunities. And he's had plenty of opportunities this season. Hopefully this can be the sort of confidence boost. We saw what the confidence boost of just those first two goals gave him. The fact he took that shot on for the hat-trick goal and he scored it the way he did. He, I don't think he would have tried that if he hadn't scored yet. But that's what confidence can do to a striker. And you would think he's going to be full of confidence now after that hat-trick. And hopefully that'll be really beneficial to Arsenal over the next few weeks if Gabriel Jesus is out for a long period of time. So yeah, well done, Eddie. I thought those comments were good comments from him. And uh, hopefully he can really sort of kick on, like I said, and be a very important player over the next few weeks. Okay, I do have a few comments from you guys at the end, questions as well. But I just wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about 
the sort of makeup of the Premier League now after 10 games. I've got the table there. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. Arsenal sitting second behind that team that we won't mention for now, uh, who are two points clear at the top of the table. Had a very good start to the season. Of course, Manchester City with that win against Man United. Yesterday at Old Trafford, really comfortable win for United. Uh, for City. United were just awful. But City were very good, but United were awful. And then Liverpool making up the top four. Unai Emery's Villa, fantastic so far for them this season as well, making up the top five. So four points separate the top five there. Spurs, we will mention them. We have to kind of now uh, top of the table. Arsenal, City, Liverpool and Villa. Um, and it is very, very tight. And you kind of look at that table. Tottenham are obviously the big unknown. Tottenham kind of... You it feels like it's a mirror kind of what happened with Arsenal last season. They started so well. No one expected them to do anything. They got loads of momentum and they just carried that on. And I think Tottenham are doing that now. They're riding a crest of a wave. Whether they can maintain it, you know, not just for the whole season, but whether they can maintain it over the next 10 or so games. They've got some tricky fixtures coming up. It'll be very interesting to see how they do that. But they're a good team. They're clearly a good team. They're full of confidence. They're scoring goals. I think they made some really smart sign-ins who have helped them. So will I, do I expect them to absolutely fall away you know not necessarily no they have got out of everyone I think I look at the squads certainly that top four and I think they've got the weakest of squads and a couple of injuries could impact them but you've got to remember they've got no football to worry about other than the Premier League certainly not to the FA Cup they're already out the Carabao Cup they've not got European football so they can just go week by week and that gives them a better chance of managing the squad so I think they'll be there or thereabouts I don't think they're going to win the league but I think they'll be there or thereabouts this season they've got a very good manager you know City we know what City do They've had a couple of defeats so far this season. Obviously, the one to Arsenal, the one to Wolves, which was a really surprising one. Liverpool, I think, looked really good. You know, had it not been for that ridiculous um, game against Spurs when they got done over by VAR, then maybe Liverpool would be sitting top of the table right now. And they've got made some really good investments. I think Bosley is playing really, really well. I really like Darwin Nunes, despite the fact he misses goals. I think he causes chaos up there. Salah's just doing what Salah always does. And they're looking better defensively than they did last season, Liverpool. So... Um, you know, they've only seen nine goals, one more than Arsenal. And I think when you look to Liverpool last year, you just thought they concede in so many goals and that's their problem. They're not really doing that this season. Um, and I think Liverpool are going to be right up there. I, re I really, really do. I don't think it's going to be a case of just maybe, you know, a lot of people looking at Arsenal and City thinking they're going to be the top two. I think Liverpool are going to be right up there. They're certainly showing signs that they will be. So I think it's really well evenly poised after 10 games this, this Premier League season. Arsenal have had a good start. They're unbeaten. Have they hit top gear? Probably not. Is that a good thing? In my view, yes. Last year, Arsenal went flew out of the blocks and it was very hard to maintain that kind of form. It was almost impossible to maintain that, that kind of form. If they did, they would have broken all sorts of records. They didn't. But this season, you look at it, they're not losing games. They're winning games. They're not conceding too many goals. Um, they're now, you know, look at that. Only Villa, I think, have scored more than them this season. And we've always looked at Arsenal this season think maybe they haven't hit the ground running in terms of an attacking sense, but they've still scored 23 goals in 10 games now. And they've got a lot of room for improvement. I think that's a positive. Now, I certainly view it as a positive. So I think the Premier League's really evenly poised at this uh, at this stage of the season. I'd love to get your thoughts. What do you view, you know, how do you view it when you're looking at how all the teams are playing so far this season? How do you think they are going to do? Do you worry about Tottenham? Do you think they will fall away? And do you think it will just be Arsenal on, on, and City? Or do you think Liverpool are going to really push as well for this league title? Let me know, as always, in the comments below. OK, a couple of questions here. This was an interesting one, or comments even more than the question. This was a really interesting one that I wanted to talk about. Um, 
from uh, I think it's Nazy Bonesu eight one two zero says Rice is good, but he doesn't break lines with his passes, and I think he, this is one of the reasons we are not as fluid. The number six role is supposed to be the generator, the guy who starts attacks and forward passes, the playmaker. Rice has good energy, heart and bite, but Party has that silk on the ball and speeds up our play. I noticed that Rice does a, Rice does a lot of lateral passes and takes a lot of touches before passing. This is why for me Party is integral. If Party ends up leaving in the summer, we would definitely need a deep line midfielder who breaks lines with his passes and speed and precision. Rice can't do that. He has other attributes. A good comment there. Interesting one. I don't necessarily agree that Rice can't do that. I think we've seen Rice do that in the last few games. Maybe not the standard that Thomas Partey is. Obviously, that's Thomas Partey is one of his great attributes. what makes him such a special footballer. And I think you're right. You know, Rice can't do yet what Thomas Partey can do. But Rice is very young still. And he's going to improve and continue to improve. But I am seeing him break lines more with his passes and being a little bit more incisive with his passes. I've seen it in the last few weeks. He's done a couple of passes that have really reminded me of Thomas when it looked like he's going to be playing him out wide and then suddenly just whips it through to Zinchenko or someone like that in the central areas. I've seen that in the last couple of games. Even the pass he did for Eddie and Ketia to set up the first goal. A lot of people were looking at that thinking he was just going to lay it off, but he just whipped it in sort of round the corner, broke through the midfield, beat the defence and... And any Nketiah scored from that. So I think Rice does has the attributes to really grow into that role as the kind of six, as a conductor, or um, what did you call him there? Um, the, I can't find the, the generator you could describe that. But I think Rice can do that. I think long-term, that is the position that Arsenal are going to be moved. I don't see Rice long-term being a, a left eight or something like that in this Arsenal midfield. I think he will be the six. It'll be a slightly different six to Thomas Party, but I think he will be the six. Um, but I do agree. I think there's some really good points in that in that comment. So thank you very much for sending that in. And that is it for today, everyone. Thank you very much for watching. Appreciate your time. Anything you've agreed with, disagreed with, let me know in the comments below. Anything you want me and James to discuss in tomorrow's Inside Arsenal Extra Time, again, please do let me know in the comments below and we'll try and pick some of those out and go through them in tomorrow's show. Until then, everyone, have a very good Monday. I hope your start to your week is decent and I'll speak to you very, very soon. 